Brilliant Misfits, episode 36. Uh, I think it's it's very similar to who I am, meaning it can be very messy and I'm a bit that way. It can be raw. <laughs> I think I can show myself as I am through painting. Hello and welcome to Brilliant Misfits, talks with women who are the renegades, the creatives, the entrepreneurs, the artists who didn't fit in and how they've turned it around by courageously following the beat of their own heart. We'll be discussing all things creative, mindful, and artful to inspire you to do it your way and be brilliant with your host, Aisha Kennedy. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Brilliant Misfits. I'm your host, Aisha Kennedy. And today I'm doing something a little different. I'm really excited because I'm sitting in a studio with uh, an amazing artist, and she's going to talk with me today about the creative process, about art and mindset and all of that stuff, and um, a little bit about her personal story and her art journey. So really excited to be sitting here surrounded by her lush works, and welcome, Leah. Thank you. Just pronounce your last name for me. It's Leah Thiessen. Okay, Leah Thiessen. Thank you for having me in your home and in your studio. Oh, no, thank you. Mm, Beautiful. So we have been talking a little bit, and I've been looking at your paintings, and one of the things I was wondering about is when you start, like how do you start one of your paintings? Like what is, is it something that inspires you from nature? Is it just shapes or is it colors? Like how do you start your painting process? Well, firstly, because of where I live, being right on the water, I'm always engaging what, with what I'm seeing outside. Even though you don't know it, it's there. It's um, I actually think I'm absorbing it. And um, so I don't start with an idea, but I think it filters through as I'm working. So when I start, I start by putting colours down and shapes. And then because I work in layers, many, many layers, it starts to show itself to me as I kind of carry through the painting. Mm, that's a beautiful process. So the painting sort of talks to you and you have a, I imagine, like a dialogue, not like a speaking dialogue, but um, as you're putting your input into it with colour and shapes and stuff and then the painting is actually telling you, in a way, what's needed next. Yes, and then I start seeing things through my paintings too. So sometimes when I start, it's very there's a lot of chaos there's a lot of marks, a lot of, a lot of energy, always a lot of energy. And then as I work it, I'll take sections away and I'll let, let it breathe. So it's a lot of that going through. Then I'll start to see lines like I see out there on the mangroves. So that's where it starts to show itself to mm-hmm. me. There's certain gestures that I make that are probably in all my work. And to me, they're, they're parts of the mangroves, they're the trees, the the trees, when I look out from here, it's almost like scaffolding outside. It's, um, I love the negative spaces through the, through the sky. So it's all those things. Yeah, I really love what you're saying about that. And, um, you know, when you said you, you start with a lot of energy and you just, it's chaotic and then, and then you start to take away. So it goes from just, lots of energy and movement and Mm. then taking away and I think that's really important like for um I would say for listeners if you're just starting out in an art practice um I think sometimes there's a tentativeness 
of maybe trying to get it right or have it look a certain way rather than just following the energy. Mm. Would you? It's it's probably the most important part is is um, covering covering areas. Um, not being precious about your work because when you're precious, it's not going to move on. You're not going to make mistakes and you're not going to make discoveries. So mm. discoveries all the way. So you know, a colour that I might, may have loved, and then it's not until later that I think that colour is actually dominating my painting. I need to cover it. So mm. that's where the mind comes in, and I start making those decisions. Mm. Yeah, I love that. The making the decisions. I think sometimes. Um, I've talked to other artists and, you know, people generally in any creative field and they always mention that there's this part of their process where there's discomfort or it's uncomfortable and not to try and make things comfortable because it's part of the process. Can you talk about that yeah, yourself? Yeah, that's actually, I love that <laughs> uncomfortable because I, for me, the only times I'm confident and comfortable in a painting is right at the beginning and right at the end. And all that space in between is uncomfortable. It's not working. I'm turning it upside down. The, you know, the tones are wrong. The lines are wrong. It's, it's forever shifting, 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 shifting. And it's, it's a challenge. It's hard work. And it's not until at the end that I make peace with it. And it's gentle and I'm happy and I let it go. So it's, yeah, it's un- I'm not comfortable with it most of the time. <laughs> Only in the beginning where I'm just putting down colours and it's fun then, you know, because my mind's away. It's, it's I'm playing. I'm, I'm doing that. And that at that stage is fun until the mind comes in and goes, well, come on, <laughs> what are you doing? So mm. it's back and forth. Right. That heart, mind, heart, mind, intuition and then, you know, so what do we do like when the mind comes in? Because, you know, if, I mean, I don't think most people want to be uncomfortable as a state. So, you know, how, is it just experience that you know that it's going to turn around, that you trust the process and you, you allow yourself to be uncomfortable? Because I think for some, and maybe for me in my past, even like being uncomfortable made me stop. Yeah. Like I just thought, I was, I, thought I was shit, you know, so yeah. I said, okay, that's it. I'm quitting. Yeah. Yeah. But we're all different yeah. too. So. Yeah. I, I personally, I like a challenge. So even though it's hard, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying the challenge. I'm enjoying when a painting is not working because it's like a puzzle. I want to work it out. Mm. Okay, I come down and I stare at it. I can stare at it for hours of what's going on with you. And, and it's only by changing areas and touching this and turning it upside down and, and walking away and coming back that I see pathways mm. and it lets me in. That's a really beautiful description because I think that can apply to lots of different areas, even if you're not a painter, um, even if someone's in business. You have to try. Like there's a lot of entrepreneurs that I interview and, you know, they have to try different things because they're stepping outside of the box. We're all misfits. And so, you know, we're trying to do things in our own way and discover what that is, like what's our unique way of expressing and I think that's really important what you're saying about that, you know, like just keep going and look at it like a puzzle and, um, you know, a problem to be solved and make it exciting rather than, you know, having the mind come in and telling you that, you know, that you know good and all those things that you can really actually look at it in a different perspective. 
and keep going. Mm. There are times where you do fall into that dark hole and you think, I can't do this, I'm mm. crap. <laughs> but it doesn't last long. Mm. It's not until you the mind and you're, you're back focusing on your work again. Yeah, yeah. So when did you actually start as an artist in your life? Did you do that as a child? Was it always something or did it come later in life? My mother's an artist. Okay. And she always taught from home, so I used to sit in the studio. She did a lot of portraits. Actually, most of her money came from portraits. But she was a painter. She was a painter. Mm -hmm. And um, so it was around, and um, she won quite a few awards. She was a very strong painter, probably my most favourite painter ever. Uh Um, She doesn't paint anymore, but that's okay. Um, So it was in the family. It was around. We had a studio in the house. Mm. And... um, Did you ever not do art, or was there any period where you uh, didn't do art? I actually... So in saying that, I didn't want to be a painter. I didn't want to be a painter like my mother because I knew how hard it was. Mm. I saw the reality of a painter. Hence, that's why she did portraits because you pay, it paid. Yeah, you know, it paid yeah. for things. And um, so, part of me didn't want to do that. So I was a creative. I was always a creative. So I did fashion design and went to East Sydney and um, and got a job in fashion design and, and went down that path and and loved it until I hated it, and then chose clay and worked in ceramics and studied that. And so it was always on and off, on and off, on and off. And um, painting was always there, but it wasn't until probably in my 40s that I thought it's painting and um, I'm going to devote my time to it now. So, What was it about, what was it that came to you that made you say to yourself, it's painting? Uh, I think it's it's very similar to who I am, meaning it can be very messy and I'm a bit that way. It can be <laughs> raw. I think I can show myself as I am through painting more than any other medium. Mm. I mean, I did love and I do love clay, but something about paint, I think it's a true reflection of who I am on the canvas and I feel that I can push the canvas So, and I love that challenge too. Mm. Mm. Your work is really inspiring. You know, I've been a a secret fan of your work from early days, maybe even before you went to uni. I remember there was a piece, and I remember the color. It was pinkish, (laughs) (laughs) pinks and reds, and it was in one of the community shows in our local shire. And um, and your work's changed since then. Was that before you went to uni? No, that was probably the first year of uni, Mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'd never... I was never putting work out before that. So I was painting, but it was never it was mm. never being seen. So it was more for myself. But it wasn't until uni that I probably got more confident with showing the work. Mm. Yeah. And does your painting inform you about who you are? Is that like, you know, that sort of exploration of knowing yourself? Do you find that I part of so. it? I think for me it does. For mm. me it's a mirror right back at me. Mm. Um, I love the fact that it, it can be, it can get grungy and dirty and, and and yet it can be very beautiful and tranquil in places. I think it's it's all of us, isn't it? It can be raw and we are all that way. It's human, it's mm. being human, it's having all those emotions. So They're not pretty. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I know. It. I mean, I'm looking at them and I, the word pretty is a funny word, isn't it? I mean, I wouldn't describe 
many things as like pretty, quote unquote pretty, but they're very, um, they draw you in and there's a lushness and there is a beauty and there is um, a spontaneity and an expression of where you're at in that moment when you're putting the paint down. And I think that's what's so beautiful and captivating about your work. I really, I've always been drawn to them. There's some energy. And I think you have quite a few people who are big fans of your work too. So if you haven't, it's really funny. I'm doing a podcast and talking about um, visual arts and it's, it's a little bit hard because I'm looking at the paintings and you, the listeners, are just listening. So I, I recommend that you go to um, Leah's Instagram uh, Leah Thiessen, is that what it is? Yeah. yeah. And have a look at some of her beautiful work. And, um, yeah, you'll see what I'm what we're talking about here. You can have a visual of it. <laughs> it's all there. It's all there. And also your website, you have one yes. as well, yeah. au. Yeah. So I'll put that on the show notes if anyone wants to have a look and see. So when you do your painting, getting back to this whole creative process, um, because I think it's a bit of a mystery, and I think a lot of people aren't really taught what the creative process is in our lives, and so it, it's an ebb and flow process. There are times where you have the energy, and you, you told me before that you were, you know, you get this energy, and you just paint, 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 and then there'll be this big break, and I think that's important. There's always that cyclical quality to the creative process, and what happens a lot of times for new people that are just delving into you know, expressing themselves through something creative is that they go into an ebb and they don't understand and they start to freak out and think something's wrong and then all of that. So do you have any sage words of advice about um, those cycles in the creative process? And did they affect you when you were young, when you were first starting out? Um, No, because I've always had my children to balance me. Mm. So it was paint when I can. Right. All right. So now it's shifted a bit because they're older and I can spend a lot more time on it. But what happens in that is that painting is so, it's very consuming. Well, for me it is. And um, there's a lot, it's very physical and it's very emo- emotional and it's very draining. I use oil paint and I use mediums that have quite a smell. You can smell it in the studio now. Yeah, I, I like it. So I, think, I think I'm probably addicted already. But when you're in here for too long, it's a, it's a little bit too much. It's too toxic. Yeah. And so it goes to my head. And um, so I like to have a break. Mm. I like to, you know, paint when I can. And other times I won't come to the studio for a week. Right. Um, it's interesting what you said about having um, your kids as balance. And I think the word balance is what jumped out. But I think a lot of people can use their family almost as an excuse, like I can't do it because I've got family. But, you know, I love what you said because they actually balanced you. So when you had that little free time and not being, you know, doing your thing as a mother, that you would jump into your studio. And I think that's really an important point to make, that you can actually look at it that way, like, oh, I've got this bit of time. And sometimes... You're more productive yeah, when you, you don't have time and then you do have this little bit and you just get in there because, you yes. know, you've only got this little precious time yeah, and true. it can work that way. What else do you do to balance your creative practice? Oh, walking mm. um, on the beach or here by the mangroves. Um, I need to walk. It's my – it's what brings me back to who I am, I think. Mm. It's the stillness. I mean, I used to do a lot of yoga. 
yeah, when the kids were small, but um, I keep thinking, oh, I want to get in the studio and paint. So, no, <laughs> it's the walking <laughs> that is my balance and, and still the family, of course. Mm. Yeah. And walking's beautiful because this is a lovely studio. We're sitting right by the um, Tweed River and there's lots of beautiful trees out there and I think, um, you know, I can see that influence in your work that there is that sort of, I mean, it's not like representational by any means, but there's some quality mm-hmm. there that um, reflects to nature. Would you say that's true? Oh, definitely. Mm. It feeds itself back into my work. Mm. So. Now, how do you start when you're staring at a big, white, <laughs> blank canvas because, and you work quite large, so they're really big, blank, white canvases. How do you start? How do you start? I try and cover as much of the canvas as I can first mm. because then it's not as intimidating. Right, yeah. Because so it doesn't matter what goes be, down, you just no, get it down. I get it down because mm. I know that the painting will change many, 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 many times, so I can't get attached to anything I put down first. Ooh. Some of it may stay. You never know. <laughs> but it just means that I can just keep painting mm. and the layers can keep coming. So sometimes a palette can change. Not all the time, but sometimes it can and I let it. Mm. It's only paint. It's yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah. That's a really good attitude. I think that's, that's the hardest thing for many people is to just not be precious, not be attached. So in a way, there's a lot of mindfulness. You know, I'm, I do teach yoga and um, I'm very into mindfulness and so – talking to you and you know I can hear the same language you know differently from a different place but just not getting attached to things is so important just letting it breathe and have a life and it's it's hard isn't it because sometimes you put some things down and it looks good and you want to save it but in the end you just Mm. it has to go to work with the rest of the the painting yeah there are times when I think a painting's finished and I'll, I'll bring it upstairs in the house and have it hanging there for maybe a month and if it's not, if I'm still not engaging with it a few weeks later, then I need to keep pushing it. Yeah. That's, so I bring it yeah. back down into the studio and I will do something drastic to it to let me back in again. Mm. To, to the, so the challenge comes back and, and, and those things. So I often know if it's hanging in the house, yeah, leave it there for a month or two. And um, if it's still there after that, it's finished. <laughs> Otherwise, it's back down here. Oh, that's a good yeah. test. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. sometimes you do sort of fall in love with your work and you think, yeah, that's done, you know. And then a couple of weeks later, you can look at it mm, and you see it completely eyes. different. And you go, oh, Definitely. no, it's not really, yeah. it's not there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's a, a good practice to just let it hang for a while. Mm. Now, do you work just on one piece at a time or do you tend to work on several things? We were always taught at uni to work on a body of work, so a few at the one time. Mm. And I like that idea. And I normally cover the canvas with paint, I might, maybe four at a time. And then there'll just be one that I work on. I get obsessed with that one and I can't put it down, even though everyone says, walk away from it. And it, it's like it captures you. I just, I've got to finish it. Mm. So, mm. you're very involved I would like I like the idea of working on a few at a time and the more kind of, but in reality it doesn't work that way for me mm. I get stuck on the one and probably shouldn't <laughs> well I mean everybody works differently and it's it's interesting to hear that because I've heard that too like you know have you know yeah. several on the go so if you get stuck with one you mm. move on but you know maybe being stuck is time to just 
sit with that and really nut it out and, you know, keep going with it. If you walk away, you lose that sort of focus and energy on that particular piece. That's what I'm hearing anyway. Yeah. 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 Mm. Yeah, so I was going to say something else about that, you know, doing multiple works and then just focusing on the one. You work in oils, so when you're working in oils, they do take a a bit of time to dry, so how much can you work on one in one go? That's true, and the paint is quite thick too. Mm. Um, Actually, that's another reason why I have breaks, because the paint does need to to Mm. dry Mm. before the next layer goes down. But I also scrape back a lot too, so it's nice to get that, you know, the day after or two days later you can still scrape through the oil paint. When it's still not completely yeah, dry. completely dry. Mm. Yeah, that's what makes the work so textural. And I love sitting here and seeing them in the flesh because, uh, you know, looking on Instagram or, you know, on the website or whatever, they flatten out, but seeing them so rich and beautiful. So what's up for you in 2017? Mm, keep painting, keep painting. <laughs> <laughs> a few small shows. Mm. And um, then I'm actually going to Italy for a month oh. with my husband and um, come back inspired and ready to keep painting, I'd with say. some new yeah, energy in you. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. That sounds beautiful. So what was the highlight for you in 2016? I was asked to be part of a um, emerging artist show at Waters in East Sydney, and it's quite an established gallery. And um, I had a large piece in it, so 180 by 180. Mm. And um, I don't know, it just was a fabulous exhibition, and and so lots of inquiries after it, and it just it was very positive for me, and um, encouraged me to just keep going. Yeah, that that's show. so important, isn't it, to just have that encouragement. I think as a, an artist, it's really hard because you work by yourself. You're in the studio alone. Um, you're hearing your own voices, which we <laughs> talked about. And well, I just want to mention a little bit about that after. Um, so, yeah, I think it's important to have that encouragement coming from outside places as well I mean it's not like you need it you're not from a needy place you're solid in what you're doing now but it it is really important Mm. to have feedback and conversations with definitely yeah and a lot of it was just keep going you know Mm. it looks great just keep Mm. going keep pushing your work and um that is that is the journey yeah Yeah. straight after one painting there's another And it's always the unknown, isn't yes. it? Just to, you know, we have to have that willingness and that love of entering that space of the unknown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what words of advice would you give to a new budding artist who wants to express themselves? Because you work in abstract style, and I think that is one of the most challenging ways to work which I'm just sort of moving into a little myself and I find it really challenging after doing things like landscapes and stuff where you have sort of an anchor. Mm. And abstract is like you have to be the anchor, don't you? Yeah. You're not looking at anything outside to anchor you. No. Mm. So, so I would say you... it's the hardest way to work. Mm. And um, sometimes halfway through my painting I'll go, why don't I work from a photograph? Gosh, it would make it so much easier. But that's not who I am, so... Mm. There's nothing wrong with that, but um, 
I'm just a different artist. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so what was the question again? <laughs> Because, you know, you've been through a lot in your own journey, in your own process. And um, we were talking before about how the mind, you know, we all have that mind that comes in and doubts and, you know, um, thinks something. So how does one deal with that kind of mind, just to know that that's part of the the whole journey? It's part of the journey. Yeah. Yeah. It's... um, there's rare moments when you actually get lost in your work and there's no mind mm. and, and you look at the time and hours have passed. I mean, that's bliss. Yeah. There's no mind there. You've just, you're totally lost in your work. And when that happens, that's the creative process. And uh, I wish for more of that, really. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Just keep painting. <laughs> that's <laughs> my advice. That actually was my lecturer's advice. And we used to laugh at him now, but it's the truth because with each painting that you do, you learn a little bit more and you get a little bit more confident. And so you've got to have a whole body of work behind you before you actually are confident. Mm. And um, it takes a while. It really does. Yeah, and I think that's important because um, when people go to a show, for instance, and they see a work and – they don't really that that's just that one piece but what's gone on before all the hard work that's gone on before that piece had come into existence that you don't really see that you don't you know like people that are observing aren't always aware of that process for artists and I think it's an no, important you wouldn't one. get that no, no but it's important to understand that you know even artists who have great success and they're well known and famous you know it, they're not overnight successes no. they're working at it for many years yeah and they've and had shows that have been famous and they've had you know they've yeah. all had all different kinds of experiences so mm. it's a journey yeah and it's and it's the love i think that you have to have doing it because without that why would you be doing yes. it <laughs> <laughs> so there's all those you know, the trials and the challenges and but the love of being able to express like that through that medium of paint for you, that's mm. probably what would keep you going and other artists going. Yeah, the, the next canvas, always yes. the next canvas. Yeah. And coming down and saying, it's not working, why aren't you working? Yeah, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> and do you get an answer? Eventually, yes. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you, Leah, for um, letting me talk to you in your studio today and putting the podcast out for everyone to listen because it's really helpful and I love talking to artists who are really deep into their work and because they have so much to share and so much to offer, not just in the work that they put out in galleries and stuff, but all the, you know, the thinking behind it and the process behind it, which is sometimes not well known and so thank you so much oh, you're I'm welcome. really grateful for you to no, talk with me coming. today and my first time doing a live podcast in <laughs> someone's studio and I love it it's just really nice I hope I do more yes, of that yes. yeah thank you so much thank you Thank you for listening today. That was just a most amazing experience for me to be in the studio live, face-to-face with the brilliant misfit Leah Thiessen, a brilliant artist, a painter whose works I've admired for many years. And it was wonderful to talk to her about her own art journey, her own creative process. And I hope you gleaned some insights and information that will help you in your own creating process. So I do recommend that you check her Instagram 
Leah Thiessen and also her website, leahthiessen.com.au. That information's in the show notes. And please, if you'd like, you can join my private Facebook group, Brilliant Misfits, where the creative women gather together in that group to share, to support each other, to push each other, to help really um, open our possibilities, our creative possibilities, and keep exploring and keep going into that uncomfortable zone so that we can really find and discover and create in ways that haven't been done before that really express truly who we are. Until next week, as always, be true to you and be brilliant. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you all for being here today. If you enjoyed the episode, please go to iTunes and give it a review and subscribe. And don't forget to join our private Facebook group, Brilliant Misfits. And for more information on living a creative life, www.asiakennedy.com.